0: Welcome to the First Intuition Podcast. On this episode, I talk all things revision, sharing my tips for making an effective revision session. I recorded it in front of a live Zoom audience, and if you'd like to join a future show, you can register for them. There's a link in the show notes. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the First Intuition Student Forum and Podcast. My name's Ben Bullman. I'm running the session solo tonight. We're in the midst of half term. So Dave's having a bit of time off with his family. I've been in the classroom, however, I've got some time off later this week. But as I was working today, and I've been teaching, I thought if I can, I'd like to get online and run the student forum tonight. Because for lots of students, this is a really important week in their exam preparation. As we're recording this, We have got just under two weeks before the ACCA March exams. Also, the ICAW exams are running that week. We've got SEMA case studies going on at the moment. And I know lots of students are now looking to sit their first AAT exam for the first unit that they've started studying in the new year of 2022. So lots of students at the moment are in the midst of revision. I've been in the classroom today running a revision session for some ACCA students been teaching them advanced audit. If Dave was here, he would now be ribbing me, saying how audit is boring and outdated. But we won't have that debate this evening because I'm going to win because I'm on my own and audit is the best subject in the world. I was in at the weekend teaching some revision to SEMA students and we were going back over areas of risk for their P3 risk exam. And I know lots of other tutors and classes For revision are running as we speak. So I thought we would join together. The live students have got access to the chat box so they can share their own hints, tips, ask questions, or ask for advice. But as I was getting the train back this evening from my day in class, I thought, right, if I'm sitting down tonight and talking about revision on the forum, what are some of the things I would like to share with our students? And I actually went back to practical things. Thinking about the revision class that I've been running this week, I've had the students in the classroom for Tuesday. Today was Wednesday and they're back for their third day of revision tomorrow on Thursday. And I was thinking, well, Ben, how have you structured the revision that they're doing in the classroom? And is there anything that you've done with them that you could share with the wider audience for students that are maybe conducting their own revision at home? So in no particular order, I did make some notes on the train. And I'm going to start with my number one. You don't have to take this in this order, but we need to start somewhere. My first tip, and actually I surprised my revision class yesterday because I said the first chapter we are going to look at in your revision packs is chapter number four. And they all looked at me slightly puzzled, expecting me to start at chapter one and work through one, two, three, four and so on. Now, I've been teaching for quite a while. And in my experience in the classroom, when I'm with a group of students, most students are really comfortable and confident with the content of chapters one on two in their study notes. Because if you were anything like me when I was a student studying for my accountancy exams, every time I went to do a study session oh, I've got half an hour, I'll go to my folder I would open up and start reading from the front and I would never really make it towards the back end of the folder, particularly not in any kind of constructive way. So that's my first tip. Number one, mix it up a bit. Start with the back chapter and work in reverse order when you're doing your revision. Pick a random chapter tomorrow if you've got a revision session and say, I'm just going to go and have a look and do some revision of the things in chapter six but I think we can get stale and very stuck in our ways if we're going to rigidly start at chapter one and work through. That might work when you are learning the material, but by the point you're at revision, you should have covered everything once, so now you are going back to key areas. So mix it up a bit and potentially start from a different chapter and don't be scared to work backwards through your notes. My second tip. And this is something I've really been trying to encourage my class this week to do, is to not just learn the textbook definitions. Yes, they've got their place and they are very handy if you need to quickly get an answer down. But you will be caught out more times than not if you have literally just learned the definition of something like an asset or learned the definition of an independence threat that is self-review because if you can just rewrite what the textbook told you, you're probably not going to pick up any of the around that subject and a way of understanding the question. Examiners very rarely write direct literal questions. You might get the odd few, but quite often they are testing your understanding at a higher level than just being able to regurgitate your notes and texts. So my tip instead of learning off by heart, the standard answer definition, try and then explain it. And what I've been encouraging with my class is to go around and say, in your own words, can you explain to me impairment of assets? Or can you explain to me goodwill? Or can you explain to me a standard budgeting process? And actually being able to put things into your own words will really help. That's such a higher-level understanding skill, but it will really, really benefit you when you're under exam pressure and the examiner asks something that's not quite as direct as "Can you define this, that, or the other?" So, your own words. Write them down. Try and pick up key words. You don't want to really have a stock paragraph. You want maybe five things within it. And someone's just comment in the chat box. The best way to learn something is to actually teach it. I agree with that 100%. I think I am way more prepared for the advanced audit exam having taught the revision session than I would have been if I was a student back in the day studying it. I wouldn't like the pressure of sitting the exam. Don't get me wrong. I don't miss actually having to do the exam. But I'd like to think I've now got a better understanding because I've had to explain it in different ways to different people. So if you have got the luxury of someone else studying with you or somebody at home that you can explain things to, please try and utilise that. If you haven't, something else that I've heard students do, and it's quite easy to do now, record yourself, do a little voice note you can do it on your mobile phone and just record a voice note of you explaining something in your syllabus and maybe pick 10 different things that this week you're going to record a little voice note of you explaining. If you've got it recorded, the benefit is you can then listen back to it. If you're someone like me that occasionally wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, you can pop your headphones on and listen back if you want to perfect that was number two being able to explain things in your own words is a really good way of revising the key areas of the syllabus my number three tip think about the time that you are doing your revision over so that can be when you start and when you stop but more importantly how long are you going to make a revision session very few students, and I fear this is where you can get quite down on yourself, and you get the impression maybe that other students spend five hours doing revision every day. They clearly don't. In my experience, most students are grabbing the odd 25 minutes here, half an hour there, and actually that's fine. I was actually doing some research on my phone. If you google revision tips, there's quite a lot of theory around 25 minutes being the opportune length of a revision session. Any longer than 25 minutes and you're probably getting distracted, it's not gonna be as constructive. So I saw a couple of papers as I was Googling it on the way home that was talking about 25 minutes, then a five minute break, and then maybe another 25 minutes with a five minute break. A couple of those and you've got a really nice structure. So I've been doing that with my class. We've been having breaks. But when you go away on a break, yes, go and do something. Put the kettle on, walk the dog, go for a a quick jog around the block. But when you come back, the first thing I would suggest you do is just a little reflection exercise on your last study session. When I bring the class back into the room or say we're now finishing break, The first thing I will do is just go back and reflect on something we did before break time, whether that be right now. Let's look at the mark scheme for the question we were looking at or who can remember something from what we were just talking about. And that links me on to my next point. My fourth point, something I absolutely use in every revision class I do is a recap quiz. I write them. I quite often write them on the train. And something I've started doing with the notes in front of me is just writing 10 questions, short questions that I email to myself. And then I've got them. And three, four days later, I can go back to that email and say, right, oh, I could now do my quiz. You can't really write the questions and do the quiz immediately. But if you can write a quiz when you are studying, email it to yourself. And set a reminder for four days' time to come back and do the quiz at that point. That's really good reflection practice. Going back over stuff that you hopefully have learned, but retesting yourself. And I start every morning in class with a quiz. I did one this morning. I did one yesterday morning. And I will do one with the group tomorrow. Just recapping. Ten questions. I wouldn't do any more than that. And I tend to do them in class a bit like a pub quiz style. So let's go through 10, note your answers down, and then we'll go back and find out. If you can't get an answer, that's when we go back to the notes. Don't start looking it up in the notes immediately. Go through all 10 and really try and rack your brains, really see, is it up there somewhere? Can I pluck it out? Can I remember it? And if you genuinely can't, then it's absolutely fine at that point to go back to your notes and fill in the gaps. But try and challenge yourself to remember your answers to the quiz. Next point. Talk about timing again, but thinking about when during the week, when during the day is the best time for you to try and make some time for revision. Some people, and I asked my class this today, when do you find the best time for revision is? Some people said mornings. Some people said I need to get up. I need to find some time and do 25 minutes and then at least I'm knowledgeable for the rest of the day. I've done my revision for today. Other people said they prefer to do it later on in the evenings. They're not great at getting up, but they need to find the time. Wherever you find that time, the one thing you need is to be disciplined. You need to try and set that time aside. Try and go to a different room. Try and set an alarm. Get Alexa to remind you. It's now revision time and get Alexa to tell you when you can stop doing the revision. I know not everybody is in the situation of being able to go to formal revision classes run by First Intuition. But that's one of the big benefits of coming to a revision class. You actually get some designated time where you can come, you can do questions, we can revise as a group. But find out when works for you. And also think about during the week. Give yourself at least one or two days off completely where you do no revision, But make sure if you are then setting your revision in the other days of the week that you do stick to it. So what works better for you? Work it out. Look at your diaries. Look at your calendars. But put time aside. And I hear a lot of the comments from students. I can't find the time. Now, I know we are all busy, but a lot of that comes from you being disciplined and you actually making the time for yourself try and carve out those 25 minute sessions. You'll be surprised if you can get four or five of those in a week, that's quite a bit of time that you can go back over things. My next point is looking at questions. This is something a colleague of mine, Crystal, shared with me today. And it's something we certainly do in our structured revision classes at First Intuition. Go back over past exams. I think that's the best source. And all of the institutes are quite good at giving materials out to students. You'll find them in your study folders as well from First Intuition. But previous exam questions, go back over past papers and attempt them. That's fine. But also, don't just do them and then read your answer. Try and go and get into the mark scheme, the comments that are with that the model answer that the examiner has written, not to say yours should look identical to it, but try and see the way it's been structured. Try and associate, oh, because the examiner asked for this, I can see what they now expected me to do was present it in this format, or this was the level of detail. Certainly in the model answers we produce, we try to put things in bold that are particularly important. Key words or phrases. We don't expect everyone's answers to be identical, but there should be some key themes that are coming up in the good students' answers. So really do a thorough debrief. When I am doing questions in revision sessions in the classroom, I spend as much time debriefing as the students have spent actually putting their answer together. And I fear when you do questions yourself, sometimes you have a good go at it, but then you maybe only spend two or three minutes just quickly reading the model answer and think, right, that one's done, on to the next one. I think you need to be spending as much time debriefing a question as you do actually answering it. Okay. Next point, I can see some fantastic chat in the chat box this evening from students that are sharing tips with each other. I might come back to some of those at the end of the recording to see if there are any great tips in there. Um, next one, examiner's reports. I've talked about the model answers for previous past papers, but the examiners are really good at giving students help, support and advice. You can find them on the AAT's website. You can find them on the ACCA's website and SEMA's websites. Go back and see the latest examiner's reports and commentary for the unit that you are studying. They're really great at sharing key areas. They give a bit of an expectation of what the examiner sees as the significant things in his or her syllabus. They give you feedback on real exams. So, they will share with you things that students have historically done well or things that historically students have done badly. I'm not in the habit of question spotting, trying to predict things that might come up. But I know examiners like to retest things where historically students have done badly. So, if an examiner's telling you students struggled with this area, chances are they're going to re examine that area in a future exam. But my overwhelming view of reading those examiners' reports and commentary are the examiners want you all to pass. They want you to succeed in their subject, in their exam, but they want you to learn from the mistakes and take on board the feedback they are giving you. If you don't read the examiners' report, you are doing them a disservice, really, and therefore you might not be fully prepared for the examination that they are going to set. And then the final point I've got noted down, doing whole exams. And I appreciate, guys, this is where time becomes an issue. But we are now turning with my revision class to the point that at the moment we're recapping areas. We're going back over the notes. We're doing quizzes. I'm asking them to recount things. We're doing parts of questions. But next week, the week before the real exam, they're all coming back in to do one whole exam from start to finish as if it was a complete mock to time. And I know that's scary. I know it requires you finding the amount of time you need for an actual exam. But I can't tell you how beneficial it will be if you can do a whole exam at least one to time before you do the real thing. You'll learn a lot about yourself under pressure. You'll learn how you coped with things that you couldn't do and you're now faced with a blank screen. But can you actually think on your feet? Can you work around the question? Can you try and recall things to come up with a structure? You'll learn lots about your time management. You'll learn, did I run out of time? Did I spend too long on the earlier parts? And then I cut corners or worse, still missed out a whole section further on through the exam? And guys, it is much better to have that awareness, make those potential mistakes when you are doing a mock exam at home than in the real thing, where potentially it risks not getting the marks your knowledge deserves, it risks potentially failing the exam and incurring the cost, therefore, and the stress of a resit. Now, everybody has got the potential to fail exams, but at this stage, my mindset would be but also everybody's got the potential to pass and if you can use that for a bit of motivation inspiration I know it's hard I know how hard you guys work but if you can just keep up that effort and that work rate for another couple of weeks now before you sit the exam it really really will help you it will give you a sense of reassurance and let's face it, if you do then fail the exam, at least you can say, but I gave it my best shot. I think the thing that upsets students the most is when they fail an exam and deep down they know they didn't prepare for it as well as they should have done. I don't think students are that upset by failing an exam if they think, hey, ho, you know what, I did give it my best go. And we will always be here to support all of our students. But what I want you to do is walking into the exam, have as much confidence in your preparation as you can do. And then, obviously, it's down to you on the day of the exam. Let's have a look in the chat box because, as I alluded to, I'm getting some lovely messages of people sharing things. So, the first thing I'm going to mention is an app, looks like it's a free one called Quizlet. If you haven't come across this app called Quizlet, Suggest you search for it. I guess you can download it onto your smartphone or onto your tablet or onto your computer, but it looks like something that will structure mini quizzes for you. So if you've got some areas you type in, it will come up with some quizzes and you can then use those. So go and check those out. I think quizzes are a great way to cover lots of content quickly and reassure you of areas that you do now know or areas that you need to go back to. Um. I've got a comment there about examiner's comments and I've talked about their benefits but they are something that are widely promoted by the professional bodies but you as students have to go and dig them out you have to go and find them on the ACCA or the AAT website so please if you do nothing else after finishing listening to my podcast today go and download search online for the examiner's report for the exam, the unit, the module that you are currently studying. Got a nice comment in the chat box about the use of flashcards, something I see in the classroom students doing, making their own little flashcard of notes. Something I used to do when I was a student, I would like to write three or four points on a card And then build up a deck of cards. Great because you can take them with you. Great because you can pop them in your bag. If you've got a train journey coming up or if you've got 20 minutes on your lunch break at work, you can pull out your flashcards and go through them quickly. They're great because you can pass them to somebody else and get them to test you. And they're great because you can shuffle them up and then generate things in a random order. And that's something you've got to get to grips with. I think it's one thing going through your notes and doing questions as you cover chapters. Fine. But in the exam, things come in a bit more of a randomised order. So shuffling the deck of your flashcards and then dealing a few out and saying, right, how can I deal with these when they're coming at me in a slightly randomised order is a great piece of exam preparation and a lovely tip. Use your tutors for feedback. Myself and Dave have mentioned this on many episodes of the forum and podcast. We work with some exceptional people, some people that are incredibly talented in their areas of expertise that they teach in, but also are genuinely nice people. They want to help students. They will be willing to share their time, to give you support, to review work you are doing. So don't feel you are being a burden or you are wasting their time reach out for help and support. I've taken in a question from my class today, which I'm gonna mark after we finish the forum later on this evening, just because I'd like to give them feedback and the tutors at FI want to give you feedback and help. Um, be careful of the test of memory. I can see that in a question as well. Exams, yes, you need to know your syllabus, but as I said, very rarely are they a direct memory recall exercise. You need to go beyond that and think, actually, can I understand? Can I explain and can I apply the theory? And that really only comes from challenging yourself by doing questions, by practicing exam style tasks in the structure that they might be tested. Um, guys, thank you so much for all of the chat box feedback I've had coming through this evening. I know revision season is stressful because when you are revising, that means the exam is rapidly coming up. But I also know that it can be incredibly structural, rewarding in going through the stuff, actually preparing fully and really boosting your confidence. So if I can help you further, please feel free to send me a message, put a comment if you are listening to the podcast into this podcast recording, share your own revision tips with the group but I'm going to say at that point thank you for listening and please continue to download to share the First Intuition podcast.